Welcome to the Well Read Podcast, a bi-weekly discussion on books and reading. I'm Hallie. And I'm Anne. And we're librarians with Beaufort County Library in South Carolina. And happy 2017, everybody. Hey. Uh, we're actually recording this in December, but yeah. we're... We can pretend so to the future, yeah. and um, we are. Today's episode is going to be our reading resolutions for the year, as well as looking back on 2016 to see how we did on our reading resolutions, which we had an episode at the beginning of last year mm-hmm. discussing what we were hoping to do in 2016. So, do you want to just dive in and tell me how do you feel like your reading year was for 2016? Did you accomplish what you wanted to accomplish? In some ways, I did. Definitely mm-hmm. some some ways. Okay. Um, not in me. others. <laughs> maybe <laughs> well i let's let's kind of talk first okay. about like we talked at length last year yeah. about reading like the goodreads challenge yes. and yeah. your lack of it and yeah. my embrace yeah. embracing of it and i still really enjoyed it this year Good, like I'm i did glad. it i did it this year and i met my my challenge yeah. and and i think that i like i thought about it all through the year of do i feel like i'm forcing myself to read when I don't really want to and I feel like I have to hit some number and I don't feel like I ever did but maybe that's because I was ahead the whole year so (laughs) that helps yeah (laughs) and so so I I just think it's fun to see sort of the tracking of it like like I enjoy statistics enough to to enjoy that process I I hear you and I actually track my reading through a spreadsheet and Mm -hmm. throughout the year I would look to see how many books I had read and compare it to the previous year and see if I was on track or behind from last year. But for me, mm-hmm. it helps take the feeling of reading just to hit a number. Right. Um, because this year I probably will end up reading fewer books than last year, but I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, where with the Goodreads Challenge, I always felt like I had to up my number every year. Yeah. I'm not sure why. Um, and so that's why I dropped it. But more power to you if you want to keep if, it, yeah. if it's fun for you why wouldn't you yeah. yeah yeah if it got to a point where I felt like it was a burden on me right. then I definitely would right would not be interested in it but I just loved seeing like and you're 13 books ahead of oh your challenge gosh, and being incredible. like well because audiobooks I, right. I did so many more audiobooks this year yeah. and so you can fit so many more in if yeah. you if yeah. you go that direction yeah. so it's it was very fun to awesome. to sort of feel that pat on the back from Goodreads <laughs> But it's interesting. I, I know. I don't know. How, I don't think you use Instagram very extensively. Um, no, I love. I love seeing Instagram. But right. I, yeah, I don't use it that much. Um, but there, there are a lot of people I follow that are are book people, and they always take like Bookstagram is a big thing. Right. And there's all these pictures of people reading and their cozy mm-hmm. knee socks and yeah. cats and, and stuff. holding a cup of. Yeah, they're always very, coffee, yeah. very curated pictures. Right. And I always think, do they do anything else in their lives? Because it seems like they just spend their entire weekend reading. Right. And and, and I'm so, it's sort of aspirational in a way. Like I look at that and think, oh, I should I should get a cozy candle mm-hmm. setting and, and find a cat. No, yeah. I'm not going to do get that part of it. Get a dog. <laughs> but I, I definitely, I, don't, I never want to make decisions on what I choose to do with my time based on, well, right. I need to read. Right. So, um, so I, I feel like I didn't give into that Good. this year. Good. So Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. Okay. What else right. did we talk about last year? Okay. Book challenges. So and stuff. book challenges, you want to do that next? I did two book challenges this year. I did the book riot read harder challenge and I have one category left, which is to read a book out loud to somebody. That's and the tricky so one. 
I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to read to my dog. But they said that was allowed. Oh, in good. fact, they somebody said that. Like, I don't have anybody in my life to read a book out loud to. And they said, read it to an animal, you know, okay. read it to your pet. So I thought, well, he, he'll be perfectly happy sitting yeah. on my lap while I read a book to <laughs> out loud to him. I think he likes hearing my voice. So I think he'll be okay. Um, and I have the book with no pictures checked out yes. for my book to read to him which is, I know, your favorite. Yeah. And then I also did the Pop Sugar Challenge, which I only have one book to go there. So we have two weeks left mm-hmm. in the year. So I should be able to to knock that one awesome. out. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pleased. I was happy. I was very happy to do the book challenges because particularly the Read Harder Challenge diversified my reading For in sure. a way that I don't know if I would have been inclined to do you know I would have had good intentions but I don't know if I would have followed through on everything if I didn't have that those challenge right. categories to fulfill um, so it was really fun I'm definitely in fact we'll talk when we I don't know if we want to talk about it now or later about what our 2017 plans are and I have some other those challenges plus some other ones that I'm yeah, going to decide tell, that's, I have it written down now of, okay of, to talk about it okay so there are four different challenges that not necessarily I'm not necessarily going to do them all so I have to pick out which ones I want to do. No, I support this. You do? Okay. Well, there are a lot of categories that are on more than one challenge, it seemed like. It's pretty easy to cross. Yeah, cross them over. So I think I might actually be able to do them all. We will see. All right. So the Book Riot Read Harder Challenge actually just came out this morning before we (gasps) were going to record. And so I printed it out and some of them I'm like, oh, sure, I can do this. And then some of them, let me read off a couple (gasps) that were like, oh, this is going to be This is like hot off the presses. I feel so excited. So So this, this is interesting. So in previous years, I think it was just Book Riot staff that put together the challenge but they got five or wait one two six authors so they got six authors to contribute a category Uh um who are sort of book riot favorite authors uh sarah mclean (gasps) being one of them celeste ng who (gasps) was just one of your favorite uh uh, authors of a book you read in 2016 um and daniel jose older did one which you talked about one of his books before the hardest one i think for me will be read a collection of poetry in translation on a theme other than love oh that's brutal hard that's really brutal <laughs> really hard and then another one read a book published by a micro press and um, <gasps> my fear on that one is just being able to find a book to read yeah from a micro press that that sounds appealing but i again I, I i won't read all of the different categories but there are 24 different categories um some are going to be easier i mean one's read a debut novel like oh. i will always yeah read a de- one's read a book about books we've talked before about yeah. how much we like book about books about books so i mean some of them will be super easy and then some of them will really stretch me which is i think kind of the point right all right so that's one the other one the pop sugar challenge i'll do again that mm-hmm. is 40 I want to say 40 books and then they have like a supersized version yeah they've, Did you see they've that? sort of done a, a like a basic level yeah, and then there's the advanced, advanced stuff level, which with another like 10 things 10, or something, or something yeah, maybe. like that I will attempt to do that one again mm-hmm. I love to see how they have to revamp it each year to I know, make it different to like make it you different. can't just do completely different categories right. you have to up it somehow yeah. every year yeah so, so mm-hmm. that one that one was that one this year for the most part, I would say about 90% of the books on the Pop Sugar Challenge, I was able to fill in 
after I'd read a book, mm-hmm. I'd go find a category that it fit into. Right. So I don't know that that stretched me as much as the Book Riot one did, right. but it was still fun to keep track. And there were definitely books that I ha- I chose just so they would mm-hmm. fit into the Pop Sugar the Challenge. romance set in the future. In the future, yeah. <laughs> that was the hardest, probably. <laughs> then there's another one I found this year called Around the Year in 52 Books, oh, yeah. which is on Goodreads. Yes. And I think I belong to that group, too, but have never done their challenge. Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that it's the first time I had seen it. And it, there is a lot of crossover with the Pop Sugar Challenge mm-hmm. categories, although I haven't looked for the Book Riot one yet to see if there's crossover there. But it's 52 different categories of books that you read, the idea being you read a book a week in the, in each of the categories. So mm-hmm. I thought that might be kind of fun, something different than yeah. what I've done in the past. And then the last one is there's a website called Modern Mrs. Darcy, and mm-hmm. a woman named Ann Bogle does that website as well as she has a podcast called What Should I Read Next? And she has done a challenge and it's a two part challenge. You can either do one or the other part or both. And she has reading for fun. And so it's all categories that are uh, more of the fun, mm-hmm. enjoyable side that you get to select 12 books that you really, really want to read. Yeah. Uh, and then the other side is reading for growth. And it's books that are, uh, you know, a genre that addresses current events, uh, immigrant story, Ooh, uh, diverse books, you know, the hashtag diverse books uh-huh. uh, movement. And so it, those are to stretch yourself a little bit. So I mm-hmm. thought that that was a fun category too. And she has a little kit, that, a free kit that you can download to go along with that. So those are the four challenges that I'm considering for mm-hmm. the coming year, but I don't know that I will do them all. Yeah, I I love I, I love the I love reading what what the categories are. Mm-hmm. I think it's so much fun. And then when it comes down to it, then I always end up reading what I feel like or or need to read for book clubs generally. And then I and then at the end, I just am trying to fill in things. Yeah. So this year, I also did the Read Harder Challenge and the Pop Sugar Challenge. And I think I'll finish. I have a few more on the Read Harder Challenge, but all the books that I have picked for it for those categories are very short. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll be able to finish. And then I don't know that I'm going to finish Pop Sugar because I didn't I didn't do a great job of thinking about it during the year like I definitely did the plug it in toward the like as I'm reading just Mm -hmm. see if it fits somewhere and most of the stuff I I did read would fit pretty easily but then but then like in mid-November I actually thought oh I need to start planning this it's a little too late at that point to to start plotting so but it was a learning experience because I had never really tried to complete a challenge before so you sort of realize your strategy as you go along along. so so and there's definitely things that I could have read for the podcast that would have fit into categories yeah. if I had given it some thought and not yeah. just like picked something off the top of right. my head that I right. had kind right. of on my to read to be read yeah. list. Um, so I definitely can do better with that. And I I really enjoyed have I would keep the lists on my fridge and so then I'd oh, sort of that's a good idea. have it there to think about. Yeah. Which you'd think I would have put more thought into it yeah. based on that, but. Well, I, just, I could see how it sort of become like background noise if you're yeah, seeing it all the time. Or I just sort of assumed I'll yeah. I'll read everything just by chance right. without any planning yeah, and you really yeah. do on a lot yeah. of these have to plan well, out something so. one of the things i thought about trying to do because one of my other goals for 2017 is to read more books off my own shelves than yes. library <laughs> books um and so one twist i thought i could give it is to uh, for one of the probably not the book riot challenge because like i don't think i own any books from a micro press mm-hmm. but maybe the pop sugar challenge read all books i already own for oh, all of the categories so that's upping it a level i know we'll see if i could do it but i thought that might give me some incentive to instead of pulling a book off the library yeah. bookshelf pull it off my own bookshelf i don't know we'll see if i could do it I, that sounds I fascinating know. i know i don't know um i also signed up for 
the Litzy A to Z challenge. And I've, I've never done an A to Z challenge before. Um, if you're not familiar with Litzy, it's a new social media app that is kind of a cross between Goodreads and Instagram. So it's very, it's all about books and it's very um, geared toward book recommendations, but it has the picture aspect of, of Instagram and definitely has sort of that curated, mm-hmm. um, to some degree, the curated, like cozy mm-hmm. scenario element to it, but not nearly as much Mm-mm. as Instagram where everything is just, yeah. you know, they had yeah. someone else take this picture right, right. and like you get a lot it's more very staged, right? You get a lot more kind of organic. Yeah. This is what I'm reading. You can tell it's just a crappy phone yeah. that they took a picture yeah. with. And, and so it, feel, it feels a little bit more like a community of people discussing books mm-hmm. and, and everyone um, I've been on it. They just released an uh, Android version of oh, it. Okay. So it had been only for iPhones for a while and now it's, it's gone to Android. And so I've only been on it for maybe three months, I mm-hmm. want to say. Everyone's very nice. There, mm-hmm. There's people that have said, oh, I go through Buford all the time. And, oh, and it's wow. really cool to yeah. sort of connect with people in a way that that um, I know a lot of people enjoy on social media, which I have not really done a lot of in the past. But so they have an A to Z challenge that you actually had to sign up for online and you can choose to do A to Z authors or A to Z titles. Mm-hmm. And I picked the title track, I think. So it's it's I think that'll be interesting. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure I'll probably do pretty well just without having Naturally. to try on that yeah. but there's there's a couple of letters yeah. obviously they'll have to think about a little bit yeah. so um and i sort of like the challenge of having to cross populate the list yeah. so what will work for like a national book award winner will also wor- work for um someone f- from southeast asia and yeah. and how yeah. can you find this yeah. crossover yeah. is is I, I adore stuff like that so <laughs> i'm a nerd nerds. yeah okay so one of the other things that I talked about last year was trying to diversify my reading. Mm-hmm. That was both with the culture and background and race of authors and main characters, as well as genre diversification. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I actually did okay on that. I could definitely do better, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like it was a more diverse list than I read last year or oh, in awesome. previous years, particularly in genre. I know last year I talked about I sort of defaulted to women's fiction, chiclet, yeah. romance. Um, and so this year I felt like I read more diversely in genre um, and read some horror and sci-fi and nonfiction and things. Do that you I think w- maybe a little podcast called Well Read, <laughs> well read. with that? I think that may have helped, although I don't read that much for the podcast yeah. the way you do. You read a lot. I use it as, is, as, is as an excuse, excuse to read, read from my and, to be read list. Right, and I read... Or I select books to talk about in the podcast that I've already mm-hmm. read. You find a way to fit it in, yeah. so it's like barely a horror <laughs> novel. Well, I don't like horror novels. I know, I'm just teasing you. <laughs> right now I have my head sort of like coyly yeah. propped. Like maybe that's what you do. No, I mean, I have read like the short stories. Yeah. We talked about that. I, for sure. I read for that episode. There have been a few episodes I read particularly for the episode, but mm-hmm. often I just I just look back through so many years of reading and right. so many books and I always have something, and, it, and not only a book to talk about, but a book to recommend, right. you know, which is nice. I think you're really good too at, being able to talk about books that you read many years in the past, at least you come across as being able to. Whereas I feel like if I read, like like if you talk to any of my friends, they will tell you how I have a great memory for books and authors and Eurovision trivia. And But if you ask me to quote from anything yeah. or to remember the ending of anything, mm-hmm. I'm, I can't do it to save mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. Like, like it's laughably bad. And so often... There's a book that I think fits a category, but then I can't remember. Yeah, because enough I just, about it. I like. There's definitely books that stick with me, mm-hmm. but but there's many books yeah. that I just don't remember well yeah. enough, and so I, I wish I had, or I, and I I wish I had kept 
Goodreads around longer yeah. where I had more of a backlist of yeah. things to to go from. So. Yeah, I used to, before I used Goodreads, I started Goodreads in about 2007, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I used to keep a handwritten list of everything I read probably back from like 2000 or 2001. Oh, um, yeah. So... I did that when I was a kid, but I yeah. haven't done it as an adult yeah. until I got Goodreads. Yeah, I although I there are still that. books that I would look at on that list today and probably be like, I yeah. have no memory of yeah. reading that. Um, <laughs> so I have to refresh myself if something fits for a podcast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say the podcast just from the topics or in researching books to mm-hmm. talk about for the podcast, I'll stumble on things that sound good right. and, and add those to my read, right. to read list. But I, like I said, I think I could definitely do better than I even did this year because especially reading authors of color Mm -hmm. I don't know that I did as well as as I should be doing for that and one of the other things that I talked about last year was there were two books that I hadn't read the previous year that I really wanted to get Mm -hmm. to one was A Little Life by Hanya Yanagihara which is if you listen to our top 10 of the year you know I read and loved Um, and then the other one was to read the Neapolitan books by Elena Ferrante Mm -hmm. the um, I think it's four books in that series so I did read the first one, and I have to be honest, I did not love it. Yeah. I thought it was all right, uh, but I did not understand the huge amounts of praise that People I got. People adore that adore series. Adore that series. And so I felt like I sort of mi- missed the why it was so amazing. Right. And so at some point, maybe I'll go back and read the second one, but I had thought to myself when I started, oh, okay, this is me starting the first one and then reading the next three right in a row. Right. And that's not how I felt. So interesting. Do you think maybe the covers infuri- infuriated you so much that you just couldn't go on? Could. It could be. <laughs> that's could how be. I feel every time I, I think, ah, this series that everyone loves and and I feel like I need to know about. I just look at those covers and I and we've you've uh, given me an article that talks about mm-hmm. the, the point of the covers, which I can yeah. link to. Because it's definitely interesting. It's not just a fluke that they yeah. have the covers, but I still, I see them and it just makes me. Yeah. 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 No, I, I don't know what, and I read it in January of last year, probably oh, wow. soon after we had post, push, published this episode or the, you know, 2016 resolution episode. I was so eager to read it and, mm-hmm. and partially thinking I'm going to read this and then want to complete the series. So I need to read it early in the year so that I can read the rest. Yeah. Because they're big, they're yeah, decently big. Yeah, some of yeah, one of them's really big. The yeah. the first one's only about three three hundred three hundred fifty pages, maybe. Mm-hmm. So it's not enormous, but and I read it, and I just I don't know, I just wasn't blown away by yeah. my unpopular opinion. You well, know? this year has been a very dramatic year mm. for that series because yes. the author was potentially outed, outed, and there's lots of controversy lots, yeah. about that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so which was very interesting to read all of that background right, stuff right. um but so this was a good year to have read the series yeah yeah I think and then you know maybe someday I would go back and read the series but I don't have this burning need to mm-hmm. to finish it and the love that so many people have right. for it um so this year I'm doing a similar thing where there are two books that I really wanted to get to this year that I never actually did get to uh the first one is Homegoing by Yajasi oh, which yes. everybody says is so amazing which I think we talked about it yeah, at one the point preview as, I, yeah yeah the summer book preview maybe probably I don't know. yeah anyway so never got to that one and then the other one is A Gentleman in Moscow <gasps> by Amor Tolls I'm which so shocked I know well I will be honest, I started this book uh-huh. and it was at a time where I had lots going on. And so I was only reading right before I would go to bed and mm-hmm. basically no other time during the day. And so I was only reading maybe like 10 pages at a time, 15 mm-hmm. pages because I was so tired every night. And 
I realized I was not doing it justice. It's kind of got a slow start. It's a little, you can tell he's setting, it's very character driven. Yeah. And um, and so he's setting the stage for who these characters are and, and who the main character is and what's going to eventually happen. And I just thought, this is a bad time to read this because I am not going to appreciate and I know I loved his first book right, so much right. that I was like, I want to be able to devote myself to this book. So and to I have an honest assessment. Uh, right, exactly. So I have not read it. So that's the other book that I want to for sure get to in 2017. There are some other ones that I think I would hope to be able to get to that I didn't get around to. But those are the two that are my priorities mm-hmm. for 2017. So what about you? You had a book you wanted to read in 2016, right? You're a cruel friend, <laughs> Hallie. Just curious. <laughs> Because I know we both listened to last year's episode <laughs> in preparation. And I believe you said you were going to read War and Peace this year. And I had an awesome mic drop moment. <laughs> and so that's what makes this even harder because it was just so brash. I did not read it. But here, he, so here's my excuses because they really are excuses. Um, to start, I, so, Ellie's <laughs> laughing at me so much. As I scramble for why I didn't read War and Peace. I think everybody can understand why you did not read no, War I've and Peace. No, I've had. I want to read I it I know so you do, much. but I just think you don't even need an excuse because everybody will understand why you wouldn't have gotten around to well, it. Well, so here's, but here's what happens, and I'll, I'll be very honest on my reasons. So, so to start, my mom gave it to me for Christmas, but there was a little bit of a snafu of getting the copy to okay. me where it got sent to the wrong place. So, okay. so it was several weeks after Christmas by the time I actually got the book, which wouldn't have really mattered that much because it was still like February or something. But then the whole reason I was going to read it was because there was this adaptation that was coming out and I was super excited about that. And I said in the podcast that I wanted to read the book before I saw the adaptation because I really enjoyed that experience of read the book, then watch the movie. And I had read, I don't know where I read this or if I just made it up in my head that it was going to be shown in the UK in January and then like in the spring would be shown on PBS, which was not the case. It was then shown on Lifetime, which yeah. was sort of a shock uh, um, in like in early. early yeah. yeah. And so there wasn't really that lag time that I had been counting on. And so so then when it was out, I didn't have that push to be getting it done before the adaptation right. came out. That deadline. Right. And right. so I knew I could still watch it. I knew we, I had bought the DVD for the library, so I knew it was available. But then I always had an excuse of, well, I've got to read this other stuff first. Mm-hmm. I've got this other stuff. For book clubs, I've got the podcast stuff, I've got publisher things. I always had something that I, I would prioritize. And so so you had actually gently reminded me of my promise at one point by saying, by coming on Facebook and saying, so how is War and Peace going? <laughs> and I was so mad at you. Because <laughs> I had totally forgotten you said you yeah, were going to read it. And you had it. just listened to and the I podcast. And I listened to the podcast and I was laughing out loud to myself in you my knew. office. Like... <laughs> So I'm pretty sure she would have mentioned if she had finished War and Peace. Uh, so, so the other thing that I've sort of discovered this year is that I like, like I don't necessarily want to carry a big book around with me because they're heavy and they get, paperbacks get ruined and when you carry them around for a super long time. And so, so I sort of started to adopt this read a giant book before bed that I only have as my bedtime reading versus just one book going at a time. So I did that with some other things that were publisher advanced copies. And so they took way longer to read than I had expected to. And so so I had thought that I would finish with one of those and then get be able to start War and Peace and at least have started it by the time we recorded this. And that did not happen. So so I actually had a terrible system going for a while that was to have my bedtime book and then my Kindle 
which is all of my digital advanced copies. I would read that at work. And if I was out someplace like in downtime Mm -hmm. at the doctor's office or something, and then I'd have my at-home book. Mm -hmm. So three books going at the same time, plus probably an audio book. It just became where I never was getting done with books or every book that I read was a three week book versus a two a week kind of thing. So I would, I would finish a bunch kind of all at once, but it was just, that used to happen to me. Yeah. It felt like I was never really invested in any any of the stories and, and I just didn't enjoy that at all. So I cut that out, but I still have the giant book at home and then another book that I'm doing all the rest of the time. So, so still I plan on reading it this year. I still have it. It's this sitting. year being 2016 or in 2017. You're such a no. I'm serious. No, 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 no. I, I was making fun no, of me. No, I was making fun of you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wasn't making fun of you. I'm serious because we still we're recording we this couple early. Weeks, so there's uh, I'm not not done read the whole thing, but are you still right. intending no, to try to start it? No, I don't. I still have too much of my other okay, nighttime okay. book too. No, I was. I really wasn't trying to make fun of you. You've done so much of it with with War and Peace that I just expect it from you. No, at this I point. really wasn't. I wasn't even trying to make fun of you. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I like it. I think it's fun. <laughs> so so my plan is for 2017, I still intend to read War and Peace. And I really like the idea of having sort of an ongoing classic that... Oh, that, I like that. Because I, I used to read classics almost ex- exclusively. Mm-hmm. And then I've sort of gotten out of that. And I realized it's been... I read The Woman in White in mm-hmm. 2016. And I realized it had been a really long time since I'd read a classic. And, and I don't like that. I would rather incorporate more of those. So maybe those will be my giant books yeah. um, at night. Yeah, I did so. that one. This is several years ago, but I remember doing that with Vanity Fair, I yeah. think, where I would read. It's a giant book. Uh, yes, giant. And so mm-hmm. I would read like a certain amount each week, usually mm-hmm. on Sundays, as I would sit and, oh, read, that's and not idea. try to read it just straight through, but break right. it up with other books. So that way, because otherwise it feels like it takes up so much of yeah. your other, the time that you could be spent reading other books. Yeah. Um, but you still have the satisfaction of reading this really. Right. Almost book. like it's a serialized yeah, right, right. version of yeah. it. Yeah. And some of those books were serialized. Right, right. So you read them in the way that they were yeah. actually published. Yeah. So that's, so that's one intention. I hope not to come back in 2018 and be making the same promise again. I truly have had it on my bedside table for the entire, well, once I got it for the, the whole year. and. I've just been staring at it. So besides that, my other book plans are to finish the Dublin Murder Squad series oh, by Tana French. Actually, I, we just read that in, you assigned it to me in June, I think. Uh-huh. And I just assigned it to my book club oh, in okay. January. And I totally intend to read the first book again, yeah. which is In the Woods, because I loved it so much. And I never reread things that quickly. But I think the book has enough going on in it that it would warrant a second reading for, for the book club versus just saying looking over a right. synopsis or something so the other thing you could do is the audiobooks are supposed to be very oh, good yeah, so you might true. consider that that's a lot of times if i reread something that's a great point a different format than how yeah, i yeah, originally yeah. did it so if i did the audiobook originally then i do the book oh, vice versa. maybe i will do that so that might be a possibility yeah also. yeah yeah thanks for that idea um then i also want to seasonal seasonally read the three pine series by uh louise penny yeah. because i talked about still life on the podcast and i think i talked about how much i enjoyed feeling the season mm-hmm. of because the first book is set in October I mm-hmm. think and sort of tricking myself even though it was it was October for us too or September I think actually but it was so hot here that it didn't feel like fall at all and so so I really liked how I think she just just perfection in terms of creating a setting yeah. and and making you feel like you're in the middle of this Canadian small town mm-hmm. and, and so the next one takes place in uh, around Christmas time so okay. I have it on hold and should be getting it in the next day or so so I'm excited to read that over yeah. Christmas break and 
Um, so I want to keep that going. Yeah. And then I would like to read the Magician series okay. by Lev Grossman because I've had that checked out from the library for basically a year. And then I want to finally read A Darker Shade of Magic by <gasps> V.E. Schwab because I've checked that out every two weeks for a year. So those are my my plans. I I Obviously, I probably won't read them through back to back with the, the series, but, you know, a couple books in between. Right, so. yeah. Good. Those are those are good choices. Yeah. I've read the Magician series and obviously Darker Shade of Magic. Mm-hmm. I'll be so happy so I can finally talk to you about it. Yay. I think that's a good manageable goal. I used, I think I said this last time we did a resolutions episode. I used to come up with these long lists, not that long, mm-hmm. but like say 20, 15, 20 books. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to get to these books this year. It would never happen right. ever, ever, ever. Right. So I thought even I was going to do maybe up to five and maybe I will by the time January 1st rolls around. But I thought two, two for me was really manageable yeah. that I could clearly knock those out. So well, I think you, you had have a manageable a, list. Right. And you had series, like one of yours was a series. So, right, but so it's a little, yeah, but you had the intention of doing it and you would have if you would like to. If I like, liked it, like, sure. I know yeah. for sure you would have yeah. read the whole thing. Yeah, I, so. I definitely would have. Um, yeah, that's reasonable. Um, um, I haven't talked about my diversity spreadsheet, oh, sure. which which you brought up. Uh, did you have any more to say about no. that? Or no. um, So I said last year that I was going to just keep track and I wasn't going to try to change my reading habits mm-hmm. necessarily, but just sort of see where I was in terms of, of reading. And I definitely almost exclusively read white women. Yeah. And so that was interesting to see, um, which I suspected that. But I was very surprised that I read a way higher percentage of Americans than I had oh. thought. I thought it would be more British, but mm-hmm. it was probably two thirds Americans. Okay. And, and I that was a big surprise to me. Yeah. So I don't necessarily want to, like going forward with that information, I don't necessarily want to have a specific goal because I think last year I talked about um, having some friends who said they were only right. going to read certain authors, mm-hmm. um, either people of color exclusively or non-white men. Mm-hmm. And then I, right after we recorded the podcast, I read an article that talked about sort of the arrogance of of making that statement. And, yeah. and I believe that these friends didn't have this intention when they when they made that but I've heard other people on on other reading forums um, sort of make pr- similar promises and there's always this a little bit of a, a self-righteousness that right. comes along yeah, with that a yeah, bit, yeah. Of, of well I only read right and so so it's like the, people who don't watch tv exactly so <laughs> we all know you do so <laughs> the the article made the point that it's more like why make a proclamation why not just read them and then recommend them and so that's oh. more of what I and we've got a forum to right, do that, right. and so so that's more of my goal, and definitely the read harder challenge helps with that, um, just to sort of make that make you think in those terms. So so that's that's I don't have a number that I'm trying to hit, but I really liked the tracking aspect of it, and I am excited to compare 2016's numbers with 2017's yeah. numbers and, and see how I increased or yeah. hopefully won't decrease. But well, and I would say too along those same lines is it made me think about what I was picking up, like. Because I do default to all white women generally mm-hmm. is is what I, I don't know why. That's just what I'm drawn to. So it did make me think about what I was mm-hmm. picking up and think about the books like I, I do need some other perspectives. That's right. all it is. You right. know, that's all it is. It's just other people's perspectives. Right. It's not and, trying to check something off a list. Right. It's trying to yeah. not be in your own yeah. head all yeah. the time. So. Yeah. All right. So do you have anything else for 2017? Um, yes. I uh, Well, I had a couple of goals last year to quit more books and I did oh, yeah. better with that. Okay. Um, 
and to be more discerning in picking books and to oh, choose right. more things yeah, of I think what I, I about, yeah we talked yeah about. and I think I did better on that um I and usually if I wasn't loving something I quit it yeah. and so that was yeah very freeing to feel like I didn't just have to slog through something um so my goal this year is to read more books that I own mm-hmm. I kind of have a loose goal of like for every every two library books to read a book that I own because mm-hmm. at this point I'm reading zero that I own yeah, it's all basically from the library um, I don't know that I'll stick to something that hard and fast, but I, I sort of have that in the back of my head. And then also to finish some series that I've I've oh, started smart. in the past because it's very easy. There's just so many series out there and you read the first one for something and then you mm-hmm. um, just never come back to it. And there's a lot of series that I really enjoyed and I, I'm taking forever to get through them. So what I've sort of been doing is to um, to pick two or three and then I tend to listen to those when I'm driving mm-hmm. and so that's that's helped so I'm I'm in the right in the middle of the Flavia de Luce series oh, by Alan yeah. Bradley which is very enjoyable I have the Christmas one for driving oh, for Christmas for so I'm very excited yeah and then uh also the Maisie Dobbs series by okay. Jacqueline Winspear yeah. and so those are both books that I I maybe would feel like if I read them in print I would I would have other things that I'd want to prioritize over those even though I really enjoy them mm-hmm. and I I don't want to give them up completely but there's just something about taking the time to read right. it in print versus just yeah. having it sort of um naturally fed into yeah. my ear that, that i am looking yeah. forward to so, but yeah there's there's uh, it's interesting to look back on what you've read in the year and when i see a bunch of books from series then i sort of they just sort of all blend together yeah. so yeah. so i want more more dedicated reading I was, time yeah, yeah and then, i understand yeah yeah that's good all right uh so anything else uh, nope, that's it that's for it? me. Anything for you? Uh, I don't think so. I think my big goal if this year is to read more of my own books. Yeah, I, I think I, that's I, a great goal. I think that's, and I need, I've talked before, I need to quantify that because I'm not very good at vague mm-hmm. <laughs> proclamations, yeah. vague resolutions. So somehow I need to quantify that. And I don't know if it's going to be, you know, for an entire month only read off my mm-hmm. own shelves or like I said, for the challenge, read off only my own shelves. Mm-hmm. But I have a lot of books to choose from mm-hmm. because I have advanced readers copies on right. my Kindle I have physical books in my house. I mean, I have plenty of books to choose right. from. So I could easily spend the next probably three years or four years just yeah. reading off my shelves. But I, so I have to select how, I'm, how exactly I'm going to do that. But that's mm-hmm. probably my main goal for the year. All Sounds right. good. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. We're ready to face 2017. We can do it. We can do it. All right. So we will be right back with what we're reading this week. And what are you reading this week? This week I'm reading Sex Object by Jessica oh. Valenti. Have you read this yet? No, but it's one I've seen around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Jessica Valenti writes for The Guardian, and she's published other books about feminism and politics and culture. And this is her memoir. And I don't, I don't think she's written another memoir. I, th- I don't think her other books are, are so personal. I'm not 100% sure on that. But this one revolves around her personal experiences and dealing with gender issues and how they've shaped her into who she is today as a feminist. So she's writing essays that um, the first essays cover her family background. And you find out that she comes from a long line of women who have been sexually assaulted in some way to kind of various degrees. Um, None of them are okay in any way. Um, But she hopes to break that pattern with her own young daughter that she's she's raising. And then she talks about the choices that she made in her teenage years and in her 20s 
Um, and as with most women, so many of them were made with the expectation of, or the, the idea of male expectation in, in the back of your mind. Um, I would even argue that most of our decisions are made with that um, in our minds. And so we frame our existences based on the parameters that men have set for us, whether that's intentional or not. And often the, those parameters only allow women to be seen as sex objects. So she grew up in New York City and had horrifying experiences um, pretty much every day of, of seeing things that she shouldn't have seen and um, from a very, very young age. And I can't talk about most of them on the podcast, but they're horrifying and they can go from small cat calls to truly terrible things. Um, and at first, when I read that, I thought, oh, I'm so lucky that I've never dealt with that. And I've, I've never lived in a place where that's been such a prominent part of my everyday existence. And then I got really angry to think that 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 shouldn't be luck right? and that I shouldn't have to be grateful mm -hmm. that I haven't had a man try to corner me on mm -hmm. the street. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that blows my mind that women are grateful in that mm -hmm. way, but we all are. We mm -hmm. think about that all the time of how lucky we are to not have, have experienced those things. So I, it made me think about, um, uh, obviously each, each essay is kind of different and there's, you can't really cover tons of what she says, but it did make me think about um, a conversation I had with a friend of mine where I was trying to sort of clarify what feminism meant to me. And he was sort of under the impression of this, it was all man-hating, raw-burning kind of, kind of old-timey stuff that I don't know ever really existed the way that people think it does. But, um, but I had to explain that women 100% of the time are aware of their personal safety and that men have no idea what that's like to always be thinking about what you're, you're, who's around you and where you're walking and what someone might say to you like am i wrong in thinking that that's something no, we think about all yeah, the time yeah. so it's it's not like as a feminism as a, as a feminist i'm trying to claim any special privilege for women that we're somehow better it's just to be able to walk outside and know that i'll be safe mm -hmm. like that shouldn't be revolutionary mm -hmm. but for some reason it it is so it's given me a lot to think about and a lot that i've i've sort of been grappling with over the past few days that i've been reading it but even though it's a very serious topic, the, the book has a very lighthearted tone because she's kind of telling a lot of stories in a humorous way of, look how dumb I was for making oh, yeah. this decision. Um, so it's more on the memoir side versus like theory mm -hmm. um, in, in her writing. Um, but her, her examples aren't always dramatic things like I've, I've mentioned before. It talks about like the small insidious ways that we, we demean ourselves like like smiling when someone tells us to smile or to apologize when a man has made us uncomfortable. There's just so many things that as we were talking in, when we were, we were discussing the female of the species that, that you sort of don't realize until you have it pointed out to you. And then in the, in that book, the character just rejects all of it. Mm -hmm. And that was so refreshing to see someone that just won't have any part of it. So um, I don't always agree with her conclusions or the choices that she made to get to those conclusions, but it's given me so much to think about as I sort of grapple with the weight of sexism that, everyone in society deals with so that's sex object by jessica valenti i want to read that i think you'd like it yeah all right what i'm reading this week is leave me by gail foreman and gail foreman typically has or she writes young adult novels up until this one this is her first mm -hmm. book featuring adults and she doesn't say it's an adult novel because she she knows adults read young adult novels <laughs> so she just says it's you know it has characters that are adults uh, mary beth is a 44 year old married mother of twin children who doesn't realize she's having a heart attack until after the fact. And she go, ends up in the emergency room and ends up having bypass surgery. And when she returns home from the hospital to recover, it becomes immediately clear to her that her recuperation is an imposition to her family. And they want her 
doing everything she's always done. Oh and gosh. her mother is there to help, help in air quotes, um, <laughs> and, and is giving a concerted effort to help, but is also, you know, people will come to drop off food or something. She invites them in to socialize and, oh and Mary Beth is thinking, all I want to do is, is rest and recover. And I don't feel like entertaining. Right. She packs a bag and leaves. <laughs> she <Awesome>. decides. Oh, <laughs> that, I have my arms in the air right now. I'm yeah, so she just picks up and leaves and she goes to a town uh, outside of Pittsburgh and rents an apartment and basically drops off the grid and decides, awesome. takes half of their savings in cash and um, is just to figure out what's, how to get back to her life. Yeah. Uh, and part of the story is that she was adopted and they say that because she's very concerned about lifestyle choices are what led her to have a heart attack at 44. And they tell her really it's probably genetic, mm. um, but she doesn't know anything about her family because she was adopted. So she doesn't know anything about her birth mother or or what the situation was in her family. Um, so that has an element to it, too, of her trying to figure out some things that have gone wrong in her life and her marriage and maybe where those come from as mm -hmm. far as being adopted. And she makes friends with her 20 something neighbors and the eccentric doctor who she goes to for some follow up appointments after, you know, because she's still recovering right. from major surgery, she needs to go. Um, but she she doesn't claim to have insurance, you know, she doesn't want to file insurance papers mm -hmm. because then somebody would know where she is. So she has to go to a doctor who will take her for cash. And, and you know, <laughs> so he's, he's a little bit, he has his own story and she gets a chance to reflect on the choices she's made in her life. And it's good. It's, it's fun. Fun isn't the right word, but it's a light read, yeah. which is for me, a perfect time to read this sort of a book is around now because mm -hmm. I, I think everybody is busy at mm -hmm. this time there's lots of busy things and um that happen around the holidays and you're maybe traveling or mm -hmm. just decorating cookie baking wrapping presents shopping whatever mm -hmm. you're doing is going to parties there's right. lots of yeah regardless of what regardless you celebrate, of what you celebrate there's stuff things, going on yeah. um and so um i always like these kinds of books at this time of time at a busy time of mm -hmm. my life um and because it's it's entertaining and interesting to read but it's not too doesn't tax my brain right, either right. and I don't I think everybody can identify a little bit with that impulse to pack up and and just leave your life for a little yeah. while take a vacation from your life and so that is leave me by Gail Foreman that's such a great kind of double narrative too of of the family side of it but then she has this background that she doesn't right. know about that's yeah. that's a very smart decision yeah. so yeah that sounds it's, awesome. it's it's well thought out I mm -hmm. think all right. So that's it for us today. We don't really need to discuss the books that we talked about because we, you'll just put those in our show notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you everybody for, for listening to us for 2016. We're looking forward to a good 2017. If you have any reading resolutions of your own for 2017, or you want to let us know how you did for your reading in 2016, you can get in touch with us uh, at email at wellreadpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at wellreadpodcast. Please rate and review us on iTunes or your other podcast provider of choice. Our podcast is engineered by Adam Farver. Our theme music is Kitten by Poddington Bear. We keep our show notes at beaufortcountylibrary.org slash wellread, where you can find a listing of every book we talked about in this episode as well as all of the links that relevant links for our right. resolutions and um i think that's it for us thank you all for listening and happy reading happy new year and happy new year mm -hmm.